Episodes 20, 21, and 22. Roll the theme music. It's okay. We'll sync during the episode again because we're high production value. What Everybody clap. Sullivan, you know that yeah. when you go and you take audio and you put it in, yes. whatever the fuck you put it uh-huh. in Premiere, do you use Premiere Audio or do you use something else? I use Adobe Premiere Pro. You do know there's like a feature called cut. Like you can take out audio. What is that? You can take out audio. You don't have to leave everything in, Sullivan. You can take out parts. What? Do you have like an instruction manual? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, it's called YouTube. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> oh, I thought you I used thought... Audition. Wait, did I not say Audition? You said Premiere. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I edit this in Adobe Premiere uh, on my video timeline. CS5. I just take out... Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, yeah. I'll know the Adobe product, so I just threw out the only one I knew. <clears throat> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Tea Time with Titans, the uh, best Attack on Titan rewatch podcast where the worst two one. out of four of the hosts sometimes drink tea. My name is Sullivan Harris, and I'm the big schnoz titan watching the dub. It's my second time through, and today I am drinking uh, mint medley tea. I haven't tried it yet because it's still pop- piping hot, but uh, I'll keep you updated on that one. Hi, I'm Ben Mannix. I'm the beard, tits, and ass titan. I think I forgot to mention my tea last week. I'm drinking uh, Japanese Sencha green tea. Update, it's good. Um, you know what else we forgot to do last week? You record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say make a good show. <laughs> yeah, you, you ever just not record the audio of one person? Good times. Mm. Um, you see, I genuinely don't know what happened because Brian's audio cut out at about six minutes but then my audio flipped tracks somehow what the fuck so something real bizarre happened something real wacky but once again thank you very much to chris rowe for i mean we were also recording in a lowe's parking lot so on a chevy in my chevy volt (laughs) in a a chevy volt we we weren't on top of it yeah 2012 chevrolet volt um anyways i'm the Sub dub and manga reader. All right, uh, I'm Brian. I'm the I'm the Sonic the Hedgehog Titan. Today I'm drinking uh, Lubriderm dermatologist developed daily moisturizing <laughs> lotion. <Huh. laughs> oh my god, he's squirting it into his mouth. <laughs> I can't tell if he's actually doing Fucking it, but if he is, respect. I'm trying to do this bit. We can't see anything. Oh fuck! Wait, no, he actually did it. He seriously just squirted. Lubriderm lotion into his actual mouth, and he's just sitting there. Can I just not see with him? it dribbling down his chin? Do you not see this? Oh, I can't see. I can't see him at all. Why the fuck you- did I do that? All right. Actually, well, we gotta. We gotta. It doesn't taste like. We're anything. not gonna. Oh, now my. Really? Why are my lips going numb? <laughs> oh, what the fuck! 
Are they actually? Is this actually happening right now? My lips actually feel kind of numb right now. Perhaps not worth the bit. My my mouth is going numb, guys. Am I gonna fucking die here? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a good like tonal setup for (laughs) these episodes. Uh, Also on the podcast today, we have our third special guest. Uh, Joanna LaGurfa, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi guys, I'm the president-elect oh. Joe Biden Titan. Why <laughs> echoing? <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say Good here. Bit. I've also watched the show a lot decades ago. You watch the show a lot. It seems like you also just watch random episodes at random times. That is also true. Sometimes I'm just jonesing for epi- like season three, episode four. And you gotta satisfy that urge. As you do, yeah. And uh, you have not read the manga, correct? Oh, no. Because I'm not a fucking nerd. And you... (laughs) (laughs) She's flipping us off in the camera right now. Uh, I guess let's just let's just jump into this shit, shall we? So we watched episode 20, which was titled Erwin Smith. We watched episode 21, which was titled uh, Iron Hammer or Crushing Blow. Those were the two two titles I found. And then we also watched episode 22, which was called The Defeated, which I think <laughs> is called The Defeated Everywhere. Except for the manga. It's just called Losers. <laughs> 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 which would be a good name for the show overall. <laughs> Suckers so episode losers. 20, how, how'd everyone like it? Episode 20, Erwin Smith. This is... It was all right. I... It was all right. This is one of my favorite arcs of the show. Uh, I'm a big fan of this, so I was so excited to be on this episode of Tea Time with Titans. Now, when you say this is your favorite arc, do you mean the entire, like, 57th Expedition arc or just, like, these three episodes? You know, I'll be honest. The first, like, two episodes of this um, arc didn't really intrigue me that much. I mean, I guess when it, you first saw the female Titan, but um, these episodes just threw me for a loop when I first watched it. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Why am I not connected to What's Wi-Fi? What? That, that Uh-oh, does, Joanna's what? talking to us over LT. <laughs> Are you in a sense. Chevy Volt in a Lowe's parking lot? <laughs> yeah, no, last week we talked about how the last three episodes, we, we were kind of mixed on them mm-hmm. uh, as far as like how much we enjoyed them. Uh, it like ranged from the most incredible stuff we've ever seen to some of the more like painfully grinding to a halt nonsense we've ever seen. But this episode I like a lot, uh, episode 20. So we start out, and my first note is I just wrote, okay, female Titan Tilf. <laughs> uh, it just is like, because it starts with like this sweeping body shot of the female Titan just from her toes to her head. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. Actually, can I make um, a comment on the, uh, the, 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 what is it called? The, the, not the, op- the opening scene. What's it called? The, the recap. The recap. No, the, um, with the theme music. The pre-roll. The opening. The intro. <laughs> the, the, the intro <laughs> you know to that, the show. Yeah, but do you know that part where it just like zooms in on, uh, how do you say Mikasa's name? Am I saying it right? 
Mikasa. Yeah, yeah, you said it. You said Mikasa? it. Mikasa? Right. Okay. Joanna, Mikasa, they pronounce Mikasa. names like eight different times within the show itself. <laughs> okay. So I don't think <laughs> All right. anyone's going to be mad at I, you. I just don't want to get doxxed. But I like how it just like zooms in on her tits. She's in like a sports bra, like sweaty. And you're like, Hell yeah. what scene is this from? And it's never shown in the actual <laughs> season. But it's like, nice. Tits on a 15 year old. Right, she's just like, rock and roll. <laughs> Anyway, okay, well, continue. Uh, continue. So basically, Levi's like, I want to kill her. Let me kill her. Uh, and I don't know. I just thought it was a good little strategic move that Aaron was like, even though she kind of seemed to be stuck with all these arrows through her, uh, Aaron was kind of just like, more! Give her more! And they just kept shooting the shit out of her with more and more arrows. I want every arrow we got in that Titan's <laughs> yeah. body. I mean, which makes sense. I mean, she's like tearing through everyone. Yeah. Uh, the Titans that are waiting, so we like cut outside back to like the perimeter of this forest and the Titans that are like waiting under the trees and staring up at the, the rest of our like recruits are so creepy. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. There's some creepy ones here. Are they the ones that are trying to climb? Yeah. 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 The ones so, that are like trying to like climb up the tree or whatever. They remind me of like shitty dogs that are just trying to steal like the food <laughs> off your plate. <laughs> Like, they're just staring at him, like, clawing up their way up the trees. We get that one titan that's, like, trying to climb up between two trees at once. Yeah. Uh, like that that meme of that mouse. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, the rat. Mouse? In between the dresser and the wall. Yeah, I'm going to send it to the general right now, because I, I, <laughs> I saved it onto my phone just so I could make sure I show this to you the guys. The general, like, the, the car commercials? The car insurance commercials? <laughs> Go to the general and save some time. <laughs> yeah, that's what that Titan is doing. <laughs> Neat. Make sure, to, make sure to include the image in the podcast episode so our listeners know but it's, it's audio. audio. <laughs> Wait, what? I'll make I'll make the thumbnail that this picture of the mouse, but I'll <laughs> Photoshop in the Titan under it, <laughs> crawling up as well. Nice. <laughs> there was um there was a comment uh when it cuts to like Aaron and the squad Levi right around this time too, and Aaron's like making comment about the female Titan being intelligent, and he's like, "Is it like the colossal Titan?" And I'm sitting there when I when I first heard that line, I'm like, "Or how about yourself, you dumb bitch?" And then I'm like, "Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can make some connection that there's almost like an air of denial around it. Like Aaron really doesn't fully recognize himself as like a Titan, yeah." Uh, and then there's also like the added level of Armin had that thought process like three episodes ago. <laughs> Yeah. So Aaron just like mentally is three episodes behind everyone else. Yeah. No. And, th- and then there's uh speaking of like these mental gymnastics. Uh, you got Jean actually pulling through in this episode. He's with like Armin discussing things and like Jean starting mm-hmm. to piece things together. Um, whereas usually it's Ar- always Armin. But um, right. I really like this with Jean because when it comes to like Jean and Armin, you can see a lot of parallels between him or those two and the leaders of the survey corps like if you just like took the traits of like yeah. hanji erwin 100%. and levi and like redistributed them amongst like armin jean and mikasa you could like find the traits of all the three of those and the three of them i wanted to bring this up too because i i feel like kind of something that this show is hinting at is that uh, Armin, Mikasa, and Aaron are like are like that Triforce that we mentioned before. They all kind of like balance each other out. Mm-hmm. And what we see in like the Survey Corps right now is like Aaron is kind of the Armin, but he doesn't really have much of a 
like I, they don't have an Aaron to balance them out. Like you can say like Levi's Mikasa, but they don't really have that Aaron figure to kind of like balance the trio out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why like, I don't know, like they sometimes aren't that good. <laughs> like they don't always make the perfect decision. Well, I think that's why exactly I was, um, that's why I said those three names specifically of Armin, Mikasa and Jean, because I feel like you can draw more parallels between the three top of the survey corps between them than anyone to Aaron. Like Aaron is kind of an outlier compared to most survey corps members. Yeah. He's like this wild card, but at right before we get into like any of them, like solving out the problems, they do do this little moment where it goes into everybody's head for a second. Just like all of our favorite characters. Like we get a little internal monologue from Sasha, from Reiner, from, uh, Connie and I like that this show does that every once in a while just so we don't like forget about the characters and we get like a little moment with them just like to touch base mm-hmm. every once in a while um, and see how they're like dealing with all these situations yeah and it does it very smoothly too like I was going to mention that that it like it kind of we're about to go into this scene where it's like cutting back and forth between the conversations of multiple people yeah. but they're all kind of having the same conversation yeah yeah so you yeah. get the sense that Everyone around is kind of thinking the same thing, kind of feeling the same thing. And it's, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's disorienting when, like, you have a conversation, a show, and then it cuts to another conversation. But they're technically happening. They're happening at the same time, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's this time, and then it's the next time, and then it just... It doesn't feel like that because we're cutting between conversations mid-conversation. It all feels smooth and like we get the sense that this is happening all at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say I really dig the structure of this episode um, because they're 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 talking about the same thing. Like this Jean and Armin and Aaron and the, the rest of the Levi squad. Uh, they're talking about the exact same thing, but they're drawing like all these different pieces of the puzzle from it. So like the Levi squad will figure out like point A, then we'll cut to Armin and John who are figuring out point B, then we'll cut back to the Levi squad who figure out point C. And so they're each like getting these puzzle pieces but not putting the full picture together, but we as the audience are getting the full picture, uh, which is kind of just painting a picture of Erwin's character, which is why this episode is titled Erwin mm-hmm. Smith. Like a lot of it, is just they're talking about situations and from the way they talk about situations and how they're being dealt with, we are learning every single thing we need to know about Erwin going for forward. Fairward. Fairward? Yeah, fairward. <laughs> but we learned some cool things. Um, so like when that one Titan is climbing the tree, uh, Armin has a line about like they're learning, like they can learn yeah. and they can adapt and like some do that like quicker than others. Yeah, no, we, we've, um, it is something that was like lightly touched on, um, at least by us. I don't know if the show's really mentioned it, but like they, actually, yeah, Hanji was mentioning this, that they are individualistic. Like they have their little individual traits, yeah. like Titans have personalities just like people do in which people think it's crazy yeah. when Hanji says it, but that's something she's picked up as a researcher. Um, I really like this uh, yeah. line in the dub where Sean goes, bastards really getting the hang of it. Next thing you'll know, we'll start building a treehouse. I just thought that was a <laughs> fun line. Is the dub worth it? Yeah, so the dub, it's pretty good. And it's also just like they have just funnier lines. I'll be honest. Like the dub just sometimes they do. I get upset with the way they translate things. Like we we talk about in the spoiler section. Don't tell Brian. Oh no! Um, I would take my headphones off. <laughs> but it, they do just they just have fun lines. Like 
especially like like Hannes in the early episodes and I want to say like Pixies and just like yeah there's just they have fun with it and Hanji Hanji it's over the top in the dub yeah like we were saying before like it's it's almost like they got like quite a bit of creative leeway when doing the recordings so like they were like oh this part's funny in the sub like why don't you play it up a little bit more like let's give it a little bit extra of a kick like those scenes with Hanji in the last the last episode we did he's fucking insane <laughs> Brian, that's like the first thing you said this whole episode. You just cut in. No, no, no. <laughs> I, have, fucking I, have insane. My, I have my rants. I have my rants that you have I'm rants gonna, prepared to make next episode. Okay. Yeah. Another thing we learn when we cut back to Levi Squad is that nobody knows the plan. Like, not a single person knows the plan. I think I understand like the line of reasoning here. Like, it's like. Erwin knew that someone in the survey corps was the bad person and he kind of vetted them out by asking everyone that creepy question he asked Aaron. And so mm-hmm. anyone that like didn't immediately respond to that question uh, he was a suspect. And so they didn't know the plan. And uh, basically the whole idea of this was trying to suss out like who the, who the rat out. is, you know? Yeah, it's actually, it's quite extraordinary when you piece together this plan that Erwin went off of with so many uncertainties. Like he sells the story to everyone. This is just a test run for Shin- Shingashina. But yeah. reality is he's baiting whoever this enemy is he's expecting them like imagine if they went out and did the expedition and no one ever showed up and he's like well i guess i guess there's no shifter titan after all coming after us um (laughs) i guess that really was just a trial run for (laughs) shikanshina yeah um but he went off this plan that somebody was gonna come after them and that there was some sort of like spy in the survey corps yeah and the fact that he's like they probably infiltrated when the colossal and armored titan showed up because he's starting to piece people are starting to piece together that they're probably like Aaron meaning they're probably just like people hiding amongst them right and armin puts together the whole thing that like why did the colossal titan and the armored titan like stop their advance in tross mm-hmm. district and then he puts it together it was right after Aaron turned into a titan and so someone in that group must have seen Aaron turn into a Titan and then call off the attack, but he doesn't know who yet. Joanna haven't said know? anything in a while. What's up? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, because in the episode they say that, like Squad Levi is saying the reason they weren't included is because they weren't involved five years ago. Right. And in my head, I had pictured them as like being very like weathered soldiers or whatever, especially, um, what's the one with the, like, go- Gunther or something like that. Gunther, the one with the Astro Boy hair. Yeah. Gunther, yeah. <laughs> and also the um, Jin L, like like the blonde Odolo, one. Odo. Odo. The, so there's yeah, Eld is the blonde one. Yeah. They call they, it Eldo oh, right. in the Japanese. Okay, yeah, uh, but they just seem like so. I don't know much older to me. Do we know how long they've been involved in Squad Levi? Less than five years, Less and I think I think years. that's like a point that actually will touch will be touched on later. You become aged from being in the Survey Corps. Yeah. Um. Even just being in it like a year, you seem like a decade older. Right. Yeah. Like pe- even like Petra, it's like president and, uh, of the United States, like Petra, who is supposedly super new, seems like old and weathered and. Like knows what she's mm-hmm. doing, right? I was I was a little bit confused by the five year line, but like the point of that is like the scouts were out messing around when the attack happened. Like, what what's the five year thing? 
Why is that important? I don't remember. Well, I mean, like that's when. So that, that that's when he's theorizing that they came. That's through. when the spy infiltrate infiltrated their ranks because what, why else would it really make sense? Like the enemy must have showed up when the attack of Shingon Shina happened. He right. doesn't know that for sure, but that's what he's suspecting. Okay. And that's what that's what I was saying when he there's so many uncertainties and he's just going to go off of what he can because that's the best he has to work with. Right. This is a good talky episode, you know. There's a lot of talky episodes in this show and this is one that like really keeps your attention. I have a I have a note that just says ass and I know exactly what it was. It was just this shot <laughs> oh, of yeah. the Titan's and ass just with the hooks going into it. <laughs> Fire. Uh, <laughs> Fire again. <laughs> uh, we get some really interesting lines from uh, Armin. Like he starts talking about the themes of like he had to choose. Like they're trying to figure out like why would Aaron Smith do this thing just to like do whatever he's trying to do in that forest, right? Uh, why would he let so many people die? And like Armin starts talking about he had to choose uh, to let a handful of us die so that like all of us wouldn't die. Yeah, he he even he mentions like it's easy to say what should have been in hindsight. Yeah, but Erwin's always only working off the best he knows, and he always has to choose between just some survey corps members or all of humanity mm-hmm. is always like the uh, that's the ultimatum he has. Yeah, and Armin gets like this kick-ass run of dialogue where he says, uh, "To rise above monsters, we have to abandon humanity." Like that's the irony of it. Uh, if something, if you can't let go of something, then it's not worth fighting for. Like just like a crazy line. Yes. And John's just like staring at him with like his eyes wide. It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> uh, female Titan makes ice ice crystal hands is my next note. Uh, so we find out that she can like <laughs> crystallize parts of herself to defend against. Cause they're, they're, they're trying to like cut into her neck and cut whoever is in there out. Uh, but she keeps like crystallizing parts of her so they can't cut through the hand and get to the neck and shit like that. Yeah, no, this and this is a really good like demonstration of how Erwin makes these like he takes in the information, starts rationalizing it and makes split seconds decisions because he's like, huh, she seems to be able to harden like the armored titan. However, the difference being she can't hold it. So in mm-hmm. theory, if we keep attacking, she'll weaken, but we don't have the time to do that. And that's when he calls up another soldier and he's like, blow off her hands. Yeah. Because he's he making this realization, like, we don't have time to sit there and just keep hacking away. We need to do something now. I also, I like how dramatic Aaron is because he, he uh, says the plan of like, blow her hands off. And like, he waits for the soldier to be like, wait, but then what if we killed what's inside? And he's like, exactly. So aim for the wrists. <laughs> <laughs> like he just milks it you know <laughs> I also I love the confidence of Levi just standing on the female that was so head. funny and he's just like shit talking it it's like you you stupid bitch you your pussy stank and he's yeah. just like <laughs> <laughs> and he's not concerned at all that he's, he's just, standing on top of her he was actually stomping on her yeah no yeah like, that's like, the part that made me the laugh so episode, fucking hard pit, pit, pit. <laughs> so fucking funny Cause he's like taunting her and after the taunts, she like lets out that scream that gets all the Titans that were just like kind of waiting around the the sides of the forest to come sprinting in towards her. And when we cut back, it's like these Titans are sprinting at Levi and the female Titan and Levi is just stomping on her head. Like you suck. Why'd you do that? Stop that. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, it's also really, it's really interesting how she's, she's just chilling there until Levi 
specifically says like, hey, you don't mind if I chop off your limbs, right? Yeah. I mean, your human limbs, they'll just grow back. And it's like, there's something about that that makes her panic and and scream. I wanted to ask like, what specifically in that monologue do you guys think like set her off? Because I, I don't really know if I necessarily know what it was specifically. When I was remembering this scene back from the first time I watched this season, I was thinking that it was, when they were saying they were setting off the explosives, sever her wrists was mm. what set her off. That's how I remembered it. But then rewatching it and realizing it wasn't her realizing that they were going to blow her wrists off. It was actually Levi having this like right. one-on-one discussion with her being like, hey, I'm going to get you out of there. And when I do, I'm going to rend your limbs from your body. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seems like. Because up until now, we've seen her as this very, like, cunning, uh, like, she always analyzing, like, what's around her, like, being able to, like, see everyone swinging around and smashing them into trees. Mm -hmm. But it was this moment that just seemed very human to me. It wasn't the idea that, like, oh, they're going to blow off my wrists. This is, like, like, analyzing that. It was rather Levi being, like, I'm going to hurt you so badly. Right. Which I'm sure there's something else into that, but... I just thought it was interesting how it plays into her own humanity. Certainly. Yeah, like it's a genuine moment of fear. Yeah, you see it even the eyes. Like her eyes, usually the eyes are just kind of... We dead. see two, one of two expressions on this Titan. Dead or creepy yeah, smile. Yeah, Brian, hit us with that creepy <laughs> smile. Wait, what is it? <laughs> okay, he forgot Hold already. On. He forgot his own bit. Um, but <laughs> anyways, what I was going to say is my guess is... I'm trying to like rationalize this from the enemy's perspective. I think this enemy, the female Titan, is kind of thinking this situation like it doesn't matter. Like I'm protected. I'm either going to get away from this or are they going to kill me trying? And right. I think that's the those are the two possibilities the enemy is accept is like ready to accept mm-hmm. when I think the enemy doesn't realize how much they already know about Titans. And when Levi gives that that's indication of knowing, like, I can cut you out of there alive, that's when they start to panic yeah. and realize, like, I this I fucked up. I need to get out of here now. That makes the most sense to me, too. The Titans running into the forest is just, like, really good. The animation on that is so energetic and, like, so scary. Yes. We get, like, this moment with Sasha where like she's finally kind of using her hunting background in a way to like try to be strategic. Like she's like, I've only heard a scream like that once. And this goes back to what Joanna was saying about like, that is fear. That is desperation. That is like, they have nothing to lose. They know they either die or they get out of this situation. And Mikasa kind of stands down from that, you know? Yeah. She's like, I I trust Sasha's instincts. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention was uh, the Sniffy guy that finally came back around. Yeah. I said it was. Sniffy guy was like, I, okay. He said, I smell the Titans coming. And I was like, oh, okay. He can smell Titans. I get that. But then he's like, from all directions. So this guy can (laughs) fucking sniff in the air and tell you where he's like, north. They're coming from the north. He's like a dog. Directional smelling, right? Bloodhound Titan. That's like a superpower. (laughs) Just to circle back to Sasha for a second. Yeah, love Sasha. I haven't been on this. I don't know if you guys noticed. I haven't been on this uh, podcast before. (laughs) I don't know know if you've really gone into Sasha's character or anything, but I just find her so 
intriguing. We have touched on her, but we haven't really like delved into her yet. Mm-hmm. Same with kind of how we were talking about how Jean has this sort of like mix of character traits and also you see him like progress over the season and yeah. Um, but Sasha, I think is much of the same. You initially see her as like being this silly potato girl, kind of like just like comic mm-hmm. relief. But the more you learn about her, the more you realize she's actually this like very capable person. I think she's also one of the best on the like ODM gear as well, if I remember the training episode. Yeah, she's in the top 10. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything really meaningful to say about her. I just want to take a moment to like talk about her because I think she's just so fucking cool. And also this moment when she was like, yeah, I know the forest and... Uh, Mika says like well I grew up in the mountains and she's like you don't know shit about the forest <laughs> yeah. you grow vegetables you little bitch <laughs> <laughs> but no so, I agree because that made me laugh. there's kind of this thing we see in a lot of shows where it's like characters only fill certain roles and like that's their whole deal in the show like the comic relief is the comic relief and that's all they are the like super big action star that's super capable is that that's all they are but in this show like the characters are very fleshed out like that like you can be funny and still be good at what you do you know and like that's what Sasha is like Mm -hmm. she's able to be like ditzy but still like be capable at the same time which is like a very like real character you know she also has like this sort of different sort of intelligence because she's a bit of an idiot. But in this like in this moment, she's one of the ones that like recognizes this like sort of like naturalistic intelligence about like, hey, mm-hmm. I know that scream. So I don't know. I just I agree. It's very interesting how they play out different characters to be more than just a niche or a stereotype or whatever. Yeah. And I like what you said about like different types of intelligence, too, because like she specifically has like this one thing she's very intelligent with and that's hunting that's like knowing the woods and like this is the one situation so far where she's really been able to like bring that forward because like they're in the forest for the first time at this season so it doesn't just come out of nowhere you don't know shit about the forest you don't know shit about the forest uh oh yeah so all the titans run in they chomp down on the female titan uh she gets eaten and uh Erwin calls this shit off. He's like, let's all get out of here. Like, this was a bust. We lost her. Like, they try to take down all the Titans that are eating her. They aren't able to. And then he calls it off. Yeah, there's that split second decision making again, where he at first says, protect the female Titan at all costs, which is definitely a certain great bit of irony to the fact that this Titan just killed, like, all the comrades. And now that he's commanding the Survey Corps members to protect it. Um, and then he watches, yeah. he watches for a while and he's like, everyone get back. Like we can't, we can't defend from all of this. Like this is too much. So he shoots the flare off. It's like everyone we're returning home. We cut back to the Levi squad and they're just like, they're just having a good time. They're like, heck yeah, we're going home. They're like having some playful banter. Everything's fun. Um, and then this mysterious hooded figure appears in the trees. <laughs> Levi? No, that's um, not Captain Levi. Yeah, oh my god. And then poor Gunther gets slashed. He gets his head practically oh. chopped off. Yeah. Fuck, that that animation sequence of him just like swinging into a tree head first head made me first, nauseous yeah. the first Ugh. time I saw it. The sound and effect then, there. And then Aaron. Oh, we love how he's so... How everyone else in the show is so good at analyzing and Aaron's just like, Gunther, why are you not getting up? And he's like, bro. <laughs> yeah, talk to me. <laughs> oh, it's like Simba. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he went spine first into a redwood. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, this is insane because is this like, 
Oh, so we have the stuff like the flashback with Mikasa, I guess, where like her parents get murked. But this is like one of the few times we've seen a human threat, which is disturbing. Like it kind of it, like it throws you off, you know, like seeing a human with ODM gear flying around attacking the heroes. Certainly. Right. Especially like them wearing like. You see the scout badge. You see like everything that would indicate, "Hey, this is a this is a positive person." And then suddenly yeah. they're murdering people. They have all the gear. Mm-hmm, they do. Let's rate this episode, oh, shall we? Oh so, boy, there's this. Oh god, he is like decapitated. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they 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 don't show it fully in the anime. He's kind of oh, shadowed. Christ but they, they they half indicate it. Man, he hit that pitch going like. Well, I mean, I think he also got his neck slashed a little bit, Joanne. I don't think it was just the force of him hitting the tree. Oh, I didn't. I thought she just cut his lines. I didn't know she actually like cut him in the neck. Oh, she cut him in the neck. That's what happened. That's egg on. That's egg on my face. (laughs) How scary is ODM gear? Like when you see it used against another human though, right? Because it's like these things were made to take down Titans. Mm-hmm. They're gonna cut through a human like butter, like fucking butter. Also, these like fourteen-year-olds must be ripped, right? Like, yeah, because these are children operating these machinations of war, and they can cut Strong through legs. a ape. They must, yeah, they must have fucking beefy. Anyway, rate. What's they, your rating? Their triceps are insane. All right, our tricep, <laughs> our tricep, <laughs> our tricep system is: if this episode were a titan, how far would it get? through the walls. So a one is a Shiganshna, a two is a wall Maria, a three is a trust, a four is a wall rose, and a five is a raw, raw, bleh. I'm losing my entire English language here. A five is a Sheena. <laughs> I really like this episode and it's weird because it's kind of one I forgot about. So I'm going to give it a rose, a four, because uh, I thought it was killer. I like the way it like kind of, like it doesn't set up Erwin by... Uh, like spending a lot of time with them, it sets Erwin up by like other people talking about him and the things that are going on around him. But it's like giving you all this like really rich information, um, while still being exciting, even though it's just people talking for the most part. You go, Ben. Okay, <laughs> I would give this one a Tross District. Um, there's a lot I really int- I like about it. Um, it's a pretty middle ground episode for me. I really enjoy what. It's doing the information it's giving you, how it's giving it. That being said, it's not super, I don't know, there's nothing like super attention grabbing. Like it's interesting, but I guess what I'm trying to say, the show doesn't really do its like most exemplary features here. It's just kind of, it's a really good information episode. Yeah. I I think it's mostly just like a showcase of how good they are at keeping the show entertaining while dumping exposition on you in interesting ways. I was actually also going to say trust. I'm cutting in. I'm the special guest. (laughs) I Um, speak. I speak now. I was also going to say trust because like I said, I love this sequence of episodes so much. And this one acts so perfectly for leading into what's about to happen in the following episodes. Hell yeah. And I think it's such a good like look at, the actual characters in a sequence of like wartime or you know a battle basically mm-hmm. kind of what you said Sullivan I have forgotten about this episode which is why I'm like it probably won't fall in the four or five region for me like it's so helpful but it's not one I'd be like that was my favorite episode but 
it sets up the ones coming after it so well, and I'm so excited to talk about them. So it, it throws the pitch for the home run, uh, if you will. Sure, baseball metaphors. Yeah, be in a Attack on Titan podcast. Hell, who? Who would have thought? <laughs> Brian, what's up? Uh, I I don't really I don't really have a rating for this episode. Did you watch the episodes, um, Brian? No, I, I did. I have a bone to pick oh, with episode boy. 22. Okay, holy shit. A- and this sh- actually, this show in general, I'm, Ooh. I'm just kind of <laughs> waiting until that. <laughs> Brian Taborni isn't this dead. Show. He's resting like a volcano. <laughs> well, what's your rating? He doesn't have one. This episode, I I don't I don't I don't fucking got one for this episode. I do have one for episode 22 though. Okay, I guess he really is just lying dormant. <laughs> Uh, episode 21. So this is the one that had two names I could find. So Iron Hammer and Crushing Blow were the two different titles. This episode starts five minutes into the episode. There's like four minutes of the like preamble recap stuff. And then like the minute and a half that there's title a, sequence. I, th- this, this isn't the bone that I have to pick, but I do notice that they do a lot of recapping. Mm-hmm. In the first like five minutes of each episode, yeah, which is honestly super helpful if you're not watching it like, like binging it. But when you're binging it, uh, it's like, oh, it is helpful. Yeah, five minutes of what I just saw two minutes ago. Yeah, also helpful for if you're doing a podcast on yes. the contents of the episodes helps you. That is them. true. Uh, so we start out. Oh, I guess this episode starts with Armin's realization that like whoever this female titan is or whoever this like uh, infiltrator is must have been with them in trust. Uh, we get that realization right off the bat. I have this note here. It's just in all caps. Jesus, the female titan is so scary because whoever the female titan is turns back into titan form um, and just starts blasting through the forest towards squad Levi. And it's terrifying. She emerges from shadows. Her running animation is so fucking scary. Yeah. And I feel like, because up until now, like we got a little bit of her running through the forest, but she was like on a pathway. Now we're seeing her running through the forest, like by all the trees. And like, you really get a sense of how fucking fast she's going. And it's insane. She's quick. If you think about it, she is using the ODM gear, has to kind of stop, bite. And then I'm assuming like that moment where she's transforming takes place in a static you know, so she's like, in a way, it's almost like they are gaining on her in that moment because they're still riding their horses forward, but she's taking the time to sprout upwards. Mm-hmm. And then she catches up on them in a millisecond. She's yeah, like on their second. horse's ass. And it said in the episode that like the horses run at 45 kilometers or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how what that translates to in miles per hour, but it seems fast. So this time is pretty, pretty similar, I think. <laughs> Yeah. This episode, the energy it starts out with is incredible. Like with where we cut to like Erwin and Levi, there's like this moment where Erwin's like, this isn't over. Like there's no way this is over. We saw the female Titan getting eaten, but did we see whoever was inside of her getting eaten? And it's like, no. Or that was in last episode. Did you say Erwin and Levi? Because that was with Hanj, right? Yeah, it's with Hanji. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Erwin's already piecing together. Um, He's like considering all the possibilities where, mm-hmm. and he even mentions like where Hanji's like the experiments determined that would be impossible. And Erwin's like, we failed because we couldn't predict a special ability of this Titan. Yeah. 
we should stop using Aaron as a base example because Aaron's a rookie with this Titan ability. So, right. so let's consider someone who's actually like skilled with it. Right, who's lived with it for some time. That line is fucking dope. God, he, he gets the good dialogue. He gets really quality dialogue. <laughs> yeah. The voice actor for Erwin is really cool too. I I'm really enjoying the dub now that I'm like into it more. Uh, like I'm noticing the the guy who does Connie is incredible. Um and like Aaron and Connie are both people that scream a lot, but they they got like actors that scream in like very different and unique ways. Uh, the Aaron actor is working like overtime in these episodes, though. He's got a lot lot to do. Like he's really got to like mellow out like to the most mellow Aaron's ever been, and then go to the most like absolutely feral Aaron has ever been like over the course of like a couple minutes. Going back to uh, a lot of the parallels I draw between like. Aaron and Armin and how they like think about things. It's really funny how like in the first episode when Armin's like someday the Titans are gonna come and they're gonna kill us all and then the transformation happens right then and there. It's mm-hmm. like the exact same pacing with Erwin being like, oh yeah, it this is. person, this person's gonna be wearing the. They're going to have the ODM gear. They're going to be wearing the Survey Corps clothes and they're going to retransform again. And then it cuts the female yeah. Titan appearing. Also, the transformation effect particularly in this episode, it looks sick as hell. Like the way it just like is kind of like contrasted with the forest. Uh, something about it just like, I like it. No, it is it is with a really dark scene. The lightning is incredible. Yeah. And then, so we're back at the Levi squad. The Levi, Aaron is like, oh my God, the female Titan's gaining on us. I'm going to turn into a Titan, take him out. The Levi squad goes back to that thing. They're like screaming all this stuff at each other. But the Levi squad's like, dude, you said you trusted us. We established this trust. Just let us do our thing. Aaron agrees, uh, goes forward. And the Levi squad is fucking rad, dude. Like... They're so cool. But also during this time, wasn't it like cutting back to Arwen saying like, you have to make the choice and live with it, but you don't actually know, like sometimes you have to not follow the correct, the path you like other people tell you to. Yeah, that's the Levi stuff. Was it Levi? I thought it was. Yeah, um, Yeah, no, it's Levi because this this is right before they're being chased, right before they capture the female Titan and Aaron wants to transform. And all the Levi squad's like, don't you stupid bitch. And Levi's like, do it. I don't give a fuck. I don't don't know. Who am I to say? I don't give a shit. But you don't actually, the audience doesn't know if the show is trying to forewarn you against what Aaron wants to do or what Aaron chooses to do in the Mm -hmm. end. Like, you could tell it's warning against one of the options, but we don't actually know which one. And then mm-hmm. we have to wait until Aaron decides to figure that out, which I think is yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, he's so and he's like he's so satisfied. He's like, the Levi squad's got this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna trust them. And then as he's turning away, it's that slight doubt that like kicks in of having remembered what Levi said. Mm-hmm. And that's when he turns back. Um and everything goes to shit when he like right in this moment. This is probably my favorite action sequence in the show so far. Like just getting to see the Levi squad, like the these four or these three, I guess now <laughs> Gunter did just go absolutely fucking hog wild on the female Titan for a little bit. It's just spectacular. Like they jump in with that, uh, that cool attack where it's like Eld flies in and looks like he's going for the eyes. Then at like last second, like shoots himself backwards and the other two fly in and go for the eyes to like fake her out and they get it and it's like oh my god that's so cool they just start fucking tearing into her and they like they get her down like they they fucking get her and they're so strategic about it too the way they do everything and the way they work together like it's sick it's so fucking cool 
And the music, the music too is so good in this scene. Yes. Like we get that fucking attack on Titan, like that, that main hero theme. Ah. Yeah, no, I think it's the, so good. you see, you hear a lot of the best like action music in the, this episode and the next episode, like the soundtrack mm-hmm. is amazing. in these two episodes for sure. And we get this idea of like, Aaron kind of puts it together. Oh, the reason they're doing so good is because they're working together. You know, like they'd have no ego about it. They aren't like one person gets grabbed and they're gone. It's like they work together. They work as like one unit. I um, mean, that's what makes them strong. Squad. But then they just fucking get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah El just gets chomped out of the air. Yeah, you take it, Joanna. Tell us your thoughts. I was just going to say, yeah, they really do get got. And it's yeah. this moments of like, you're so excited. You're like, yes, yes, they got it. Wow, they're so incredible. That it's like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, wait, hold on. It's. Ah, well, because it's insane because in this moment, not only are all these people dying, but we also learn this insane thing about the female Titan that she can like focus her regenerative abilities like into specific parts of herself. Like that's how good she is at using these powers. So she gets her one eye back uh, in time to just fucking chomp Eld right out of the sky. And it's sick. She bites him in half and it makes me sad. And then, he spits, and then she spits him out. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what Erwin was saying. They failed because their ability to predict something that they could do. They've been using Aaron as a base example and saying like, she, you know, and not even just Aaron in this case, they're using just Titans in general as an example. Of, mm-hmm. They have a good idea how long Titans take to regenerate. They have no idea that this Titan can focus its healing abilities and quickly heal uh, apart and just the idea of that that's what brings them down and also just in general this show does an amazing job of i feel like usually with fight sequences it's just like all going wrong going wrong going wrong but you know there's eventually going to be a moment where the hero just flips it around and wins yeah whereas attack and titan there's an ebb and flow the mm-hmm. female titan's killing the survey corps it looks bad ah erwin has a plan to capture it the female Titan has ability they didn't think about calls the Titans, but it's not dead. But the Levi squad's really skilled. Do you think they're going to get her down? No, she can regenerate much faster, takes out the Levi squad. So it's this ebb and flow between the, you know, our heroes and the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Like it, it keeps you on your toes. You know, back to that thing. It just doesn't follow normal tropes. You know, uh, Petra gets stomped, which is terrible. Uh she like gets phased and then it just like runs after her and stomps her into a tree. That one hurt. Her and me. I'd also looking at her body afterwards and seeing her like, you know, L shape up a tree. That dead body gets me the most. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. Ugh. Then uh o- Oduo, whatever his name is. Hulo. Uh o- undercut. Hulo. Yeah, undercut. Uwu. I don't he well, I don't even remember what happens to him. What happens to him? Black. Oh, glat. Right. She kind of smacks him. She gives him a good smack. <laughs> oh, yeah. She like. Oh, she kicks him. Yeah. To be precise. But yeah. Yeah. And he goes like ricocheting off a yeah. tree. Well, first he was like, I'm going to get her. And then he tries to cut her neck. His swords break. And like, we're understanding that it's because she can harden her skin. But he doesn't know that. And he's like, yeah. what? Why didn't my swords work? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then Aaron loses his mind. <laughs> As he does. Um, and his like quick ODM gear like sprint towards the female Titan and then like transformation is just sick, like his midair transformation. But 
when he lands as the Titan and he's like sprinting forward and there's that shot of the camera in front of him, he looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> yes, he does. Like, he's just like, know, all like goddamn looking like Donkey Kong <laughs> motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he just looks stupid. He's, he's running like a JoJo character. He's meant to show that, um, like, usually we see the, these uh, Titans like Aaron, the female Titan, the armored Titan. They have like human like posture to them. Mm-hmm. They're much more controlled than the movements of a pure Titan. But in this case, its movements do kind of reflect a pure titan as opposed to a more intelligent one then we finally get some fucking like this is i feel like part of what the show has been leading up to the whole time is just like these fucking kaiju battles we get some more of it but now instead of just Aaron tearing through like dumb titans that can't do shit we have two titans that are like capable just fucking going at it uh and i like it we get um so the the female titan is uh i guess an mma star and can just do fucking anything. She's like Spider-Man. Uh, Aaron kind of spends the whole scene going, Ree! I like how he just cussed out. No, I think, Dis- I, I think it's... I was about to say, Discord didn't like that noise. Discord I really like think that. it was funny, though, when Aaron transforms and is like, a yell echoes throughout the forest. Everyone's like, God damn it, what's going on? Yeah, I think Aaron specifically is like, well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. like, it, and then you got Mikasa's classic, Aaron! Yeah. Aaron! Um, we just get some fucking brutal moments in this fight, though. Like, Aaron is fighting so hard that he's destroying his fists with every punch. Like, that's how hard he's punching. We get that insane shot of, like, the female Titan punching his jaw off. And then he just, like, goes right through it and punches her right in the stomach. She goes flying. Like, sick stuff. I think, I think it's really funny, though, because it, it's playing, like, inspirational music as he's fighting to make it seem like, oh, yeah, he's giving a good fight. But if you pay attention, he's not landing a single blow for the most part. No, yeah. She's just, again, like, spider. Like, she's doing, like, the Black Widow hallway fight shit from Iron yes. Man 2. <laughs> I think, so the fight basically ends with her punching Aaron's entire fucking head off. Yeah, she actually, I think, kicks it off. So her, like, leg goes through his head and a tree. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it goes Uh through. It's like his arm, his head, and a tree. She lobs off in one swift kick. Um, I wrote, I have a lot of ewes here because she, like, leans down to go, like, bite into Aaron's uh, (laughs) neep. And she rips her jaw open. Yeah, on hinges. And it's disgusting. That's my least favorite kind of thing to see. We hate to see it. Uh, poor Mikasa. She shows up right in time. Oh, wait. Before we move on. Yes. I just thought we should touch on that moment where... um. Uh-oh, silly Joanna spoiling who the female Titan is. I cut it out. Don't worry. You're safe, guys. All right, back to the episode. Keep, keep talking. Keep going. Keep going. She just spoiled it. I'm surprised Brian was paying attention. Well, pretend like it didn't happen. Just keep talking, Joanna. I'm sorry, Brian. It's okay. Just it's keep okay. talking. I, Just so fight sorry. through it. I have, I have my, I have my bone to pick oh, here in a second. He's oh, too geez. focused on his anger, Joanna. Yeah, I guess I should have done this <laughs> okay. for Joanna. You, anyway. Usually, I like, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it didn't happen. We're cutting it out of the episode. Just keep talking. I know. I just felt bad. That was such a good moment. Anyway, um. But you don't actually see the female Titan set up the kick or anything. You're just looking at Eren. Oh, yeah. Which is such a bizarre, like, take for the show to do because they always, like, it's an action show. They always want to, like, set that up. But there's just just this weird moment where we're just looking at his face in the Titan 
and he yeah, like, it opens zooms his in. mouth. Yeah, it's, he opens his mouth to say something, and then he gets his head kicked off. Yeah, which I thought was just a weird moment of like levity in this fight. Mm-hmm. Mikasa shows up just in time to see Aaron getting yoinked out of the body. Um, Mikasa goes sicko mode and gets pretty far. <laughs> like she like gets the female titan down onto like her hands and knees. Which is like more than a giant group could do. The female Titan has like a look of panic in her eyes even as she's going. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, Levi shows up, grabs Mikasa, is like, hold on, we stay back for now. We make a plan. Which is just such a good fucking tease. Because this is the thing. Like this is when I watched it the first time. This is what I was waiting for. Like the moment when we finally get Mikasa and Levi fighting together. Um, So like... This is one of my favorite cliffhangers just because it, it gets me so fucking hype. It's like, yeah, we finally get to see like the two best fighters like fight side by side. Shall we rate it? Yeah. I am probably going to go. Ah, I don't know. I might have to stick at the four. These are just three really good episodes. You know, I really like these three episodes. I think I'm going to have to stick with my rose. I'm going to have to stick with four. Uh, it just like keeps the energy up and it doesn't fucking let let off. You know, I, I honestly wouldn't have gone into this saying that this was a five, but really talking this over, I this feels like a five to me. I'd give this a wall, Sheena. I re- th- this episode is just, it does so much well that I just love about this show. I definitely think I could give this one a wall, Sheena. This is kind of like the peak of the action in this season, right? Like this is where... This is like the climax. Like this is the this is the like action climax of this season. Well, actually, I'll talk about that more later because it's not technically, as we know, because there's three episodes yeah. left. Um, but like this is where I think it really kind of peaks a little bit. It's the moment when you remember are remembering the season that sticks out to you, perhaps the most when yeah. Aaron and the female Titan are fighting, or when the female Titan decimates Squad Levi, mm-hmm. which for me was what stuck out to me perhaps the most in this entire season. Just from a shock standpoint. Yeah. What do you rate it then? I would rate it a wall a wall rose just because I have a pure fear of giving anything five out of five <laughs> because I know I know that there's like always can be better. But this episode is truly just so incredible to me. I think the story building that they somehow managed to do along with the action, as well as these moments of like character building, even in Squad Levi, which mm-hmm. is gets decimated five minutes in the episode, but we still like their characters are still being expanded upon up until they get blasted into a tree or bitten half yeah. or whatever. I just think it's so glorious. And like actually I didn't even think about the animation style for like Aaron's or the way he fought, but it truly is. They just did just such a good job on this episode in showing his descent into madness and ah oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, this is that's when like I was saying the voice actor was just going fucking hog wild was when he was beating on the female Titan. Like he's just like screaming. Like we've heard him scream before, but there's like this extra layer of like he's like almost tearing his fucking vocal cords out. Like it's just like that's how intense this episode gets. Brian looks so mad. He's just ready to talk about he's he's so ready to talk about twenty two. Actually, It's the end of it's the end of twenty one. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on, wait. Hold oh on. boy. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I need you guys. Okay, hold on. I'm I'm switching. I'm switching over my. Oh shit! Camera. We're going to camera right. B. Wait, I can't. Talk to talk. I, I wish I could ben see this. Su- Sullivan, I need you. He's looking straight I in our eyes. I need you to tell me. I need you yeah. to tell me right fucking now. 
How many times, without any spoilers, I don't care, how many times does it pull the whole Aaron fucking, quote-unquote, fucking dies horseshit? <laughs> how many times does this show pull that? Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. I don't think it does it again. Or not At least nope. that I can remember. I don't know. Okay. I-, I fuck. I hate. I fuck. Fucking hate when shows do this. Oh come on! You didn't think he was actually dead this time, did you? That's the thing: is that you can't you can't have the the character quote unquote fucking die when you've already fucking died him previously <laughs> in the show. Wait, okay, okay, okay. Here's my argument. Here's my argument. The first time he quote unquote dies, there's like three episodes before it's revealed that he's actually alive. Right? This time, there's like maybe five minutes before. Um, Mikasa is like, yo, he's just in the mouth. I was he's about to say mouth. when we when we start talking about episode twenty two, I have a pretty big rebuttal to that. That they make it pretty obvious he's not dead. I just, I I hate I hate when shows do this. <laughs> like fucking, they Glenn from The Walking Fuck. Dead this shit. Where he's it's under like, the dumpster. Oh, the character dies. <laughs> nope, he's alive. Nope, he fucking dies. Nope, he's alive again. I would argue that the first time it was necessary. Yeah, well, the first time is like unquestionably. The first time it was epic. necessary. The first time it was it was awesome. The first time it was a good part in the show. Then the second time is like, no, he's not. He's not fucking dead. You can't do that to me. You can't fucking do that. No, but exactly. You don't question for a second yeah, whether or not I, he's I would, actually dead. I was right? very much then arguing that. Then why do they do it? They, they're not trying to tell you that he's dead. Like, he lost the fight. Yeah, I don't think they're trying to fool you. The, I think that the way that, they, the way that they shot it and the way that they cut it together in the music and Mikasa's reaction and everything, it was like it felt like such a big moment in the show where it's like, oh my God, Aaron's yeah. fucking dead again. No, he's not. I just kind of interpreted that more as like, we were kind of experiencing what Mikasa was experiencing and not necessarily like as an omniscient viewer, we were supposed to think that, right? I, Anyways, I, what do you yeah. rate it? I'm, I'm very interested to know what you're going to give this episode now. I... Outside the walls. Collect myself. By the way, Brian, good mm-hmm. bit not saying anything until an hour into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Hour three minutes. If you don't give us an answer, I'm going to freak. I just realized Hold I'm on. forcing you to edit this episode. What? I what does that mean? Something halfway through the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I don't even edit it anymore. Chris edits it. Hi, Chris. Hi, Joanna. I want, Hi, Chris. I want to give this... See, I wanted to go completely against you guys, the complete opposite of the spectrum, and give it like a one. Fuck. Just for that one fucking moment, because I, I hate... I just hate when shows do that. I hate it. Ooh. Boy. Hot But because takes. of the action, because the action was really fucking cool in this episode and really, really <laughs> well done, it's a two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Mall Maria? We just spent... 30 minutes talking about how this was like one of the best fucking 30 minutes of action of all time. And you, come in and you guys can think that. You guys can absolutely <laughs> Wait, think that. But for me, the whole quote unquote Aaron fucking dying horse shit. Okay, we <laughs> we gotta move on. We're we're at an hour and we still have a whole I'm switching episode. back over to my other camera. Do you, do you, will you have stuff to say about 22 or is that all you have for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, he actually just has one bullet uh, point on his entire sheet of notes. I don't. And it says bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all I said, all, literally, all I said was, "Aaron fucking dies again. Can he stop?" No. Like, Aaron, can you stop dying, please? It's season one, and you've already died twice. Okay, okay. Episode 22, it's called The Defeated. I feel like I'm going to have the controversial take on this episode. Um, I really like this episode. What what are your guys' just, like, just right off the bat initial thoughts? You said you really like it? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel similar to... I. No, it's better than... 20. I, I did like this one a lot too. Okay, good. I, Maybe I'm not going to be that controversial. Yeah. I am also a fan of this episode because it shows humanity in bizarre, weird places. Yes. And I just thought that was so fun. This feels like, okay, here's what I was going to say before about this feeling like the finale of this season. Like the last episode, that feels like the end, right? This feels like the big climax everything has been building up to. And then this episode kind of feels like this just wonderful like epilogue. Like this just 20 minutes of just now let's bathe in what we've just dealt with for the past 20 some episodes because like basically we we get the thing at the beginning where Mikasa and Levi just have this sick fucking action sequence where they get like we are just seeing like this increasing level of like capability with the characters and we finally see like Levi going like as hard as Levi can possibly go and it's just can incredible I, Levi's to watch. awesome can I just Levi's say, awesome he he can be what's up go first <laughs> then I go oh um I was just going to say that I I think Levi is really cool and he can be like really intimidating when he wants to be. Yeah, I wrote down in my notes, damn it, Levi is cool. I was going to say it's actually it's <laughs> incredible this parallel between Levi and his squad. We're basically seeing Levi take down the female Titan the same way his squad does. Mm-hmm. Like just zipping around her, slicing her up, pushing her against the tree. It's basically all the same sequence. Except Levi's doing it all by himself. Yeah. And which is also, it's also interesting because Mikasa almost did the same thing just a couple minutes yeah. ago. You know, like it's. Speaking of Mikasa. We're seeing like parallels between wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say my thing now. <laughs> okay, say it. What's up? In this scene, Mikasa isn't needed. He was like, okay, here's That's the plan. true. You distract her, I slash her. And then he doesn't, she doesn't even distract him because she like no. flies around at her feet for a second and then still attacks Levi. Fuck, I did it again. Yeah. She, but then the female Titan still attacks Levi. <laughs> and then Mikasa's like, oh, the nape is open. And then she fucks it up and then Levi fucks yeah. up his ankle. And then he's like, you just, and then Levi still grabs Aaron like why is Mikasa there? <laughs> I feel anyway. like there's kind of like this triple fold aspect to that like uh Mikasa distracting the female titan thing because I I feel like what's happening there is Mikasa's supposed to be distracting her, right? So what the female titan thinks is, "Oh, I know that she's distracting me, so I'm going to turn around and go for Levi and he's not going to expect it." But then Levi knew that she would know that she was doing the thing to distract her. So she would turn around and hit him. So then he was ready to like take that, you know, like I feel like that was like this kind of triple fold strategy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before I forget, there's a really cool detail at the beginning of the show where you actually see a bit of growth with Mikasa where she's insisting Aaron's not dead. But it's not just because of her emotion, like nor like. 
pre- previous previous Mikasa would just be like, Eren's not dead. I know it in my heart because I love him, but I won't say it. But she's like saying, she's like, okay, think about it. Because if Eren was truthfully dead, we just saw the female Titan squash uh, Survey Corps member after Survey Corps member. She very intentionally mm-hmm. bit Eren out of the neck. She's probably yeah. carrying Aaron in her mouth. She uses some brain power. <laughs> and then Levi's like, well, he could well, she could have swallowed her or swallowed Aaron. And she's like, shut up, bitch. Aaron's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I also just like the extra level of strategy. Also the level of trust between Levi and Mikasa of like, all right, you are so insistent that Aaron is alive, and that is our only goal right now. Do not try to take her down. Do not try to kill her. We are just getting Aaron out and then getting the fuck away from here. Which is a great lead-in into what Mikasa does next in the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the neck! This is my chance. I wrote, I wrote, fucking Mikasa, dumb ho, Levi now got a boo-boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, after Levi gets uh, Aaron out of the mouth... Um, Mikasa is like, is he okay or whatever? And Levi says, he's all right. Disgusting, but all right. <laughs> I like that line. Because it looks like he was burned. And then he says, uh, we all get that you love him, but try not to act crazy. Oh my God, I love that dub line. That was I, that, oh, that's- that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he straight up says- And we then Mikasa is like, what? D- I was just- <gasps> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> But then we get, so this is the last kind of like weird thing in this scene. The female Titan is crying, like as they're leaving. Mm-hmm. She has tears running down her face. The Titan goes Which sad. is bizarre. Because she loves Aaron. The female Titan. Yes. It's a love triangle. That's what this was all about. She was like, I gotta get yes, Aaron to myself. it's all about love. <laughs> okay, but then we cut into the shit in this episode that I really fucking dig. The rest of this episode is shot like a fucking Studio Ghibli movie. Like the way the camera is placed and the I, way it moves. I literally thought the same thing when I was right? watching this. Like they, I do- literally thought to myself, it looks like something Studio Ghibli would make. Yeah, because there's just like all these shots of just like it's calm. The whole episode is kind of very calm. Yeah. Like there's just like this looming sense of like melancholy right yeah there's all these shots of like the nature around them like we'll have like a bush like with a beautiful flower on it in the foreground and then in the background armin and jean will be like dumping bodies into trailers like (laughs) everything about this it's so like it's like what joanna was saying it's like we just get to see what it is like to be a human under these insane circumstances yeah what's really funny is this whole sequence isn't in the manga Really? This is all new? Yeah, this is just totally for the anime, um, which I thought was interesting because, like, narrative-wise, it doesn't really add anything, but it does, like, add a lot to, like, emotional-wise of our characters. It does, like, emotional building, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it does... I was going to say, it's almost like world building before emotions rather than like lore. Yeah. And like, that, it's, that's also interesting that you say that because it is like, it's very, a very cinematic episode, the way the camera moves and things are shot. Like, it doesn't feel like an adaptation of a comic book. It feels like something that is pure, like cinema. Uh, so we get these two characters and kind of the crux of this episode is these two characters who we've never seen before. Never see again. Who do have pretty interesting designs. And they're like... So everyone, they're like collecting bodies. They're like collecting personal effects off the bodies, things like that, wrapping them up, getting them in the caravans to get the hell out of here, get get back home. And we had these two characters who are like, we saw 
our friend die. We can't leave without his body. We grew up with him. Like we're going to have to face his family. We need to collect his body or else we're going to go insane. And Erwin makes the call of we can't. You saw that he's dead. Like that's good enough. And that is my official call. We're leaving without the body. And it is like this like wild moral thing that we get into of like, well, I mean, I guess we get into it more later, so we'll bring it up later. But basically these guys go back for their friend, right? They go back to look for the body. And in doing so, they jeopardize the whole caravan by bringing two Titans with them. Now, the reason I like this so much is because this is like small potatoes threat compared to what we've seen so far. You know, this is two titans yeah you know we are we have just been dealing with hordes of titans up until this point so it's like this is like a relatively small threat that just really comes down to the morals of these like three or four characters most of whom we've never even seen before (laughs) yeah no you know like it's just people in a situation um it it's definitely oh before i forget there's there's in the uh kind of more casual toned down scene. There's a lot of just like one-on-one interactions between characters. We've actually been getting a lot of yeah. Armin and John in these past like six episodes. Yeah. And I just, it, I thought it was really ne- interesting how their interactions exemplify them, how they're, how they fill these leadership roles, kind of both of them, especially with John mm-hmm. thinking like, it's always on my mind of like, wh- who, who am I going to see die next? When is it going to be my time? And then Connie and Sasha yeah. have that same interaction with like Connie is like when when am I gonna die and Sasha's like you're alive now be happy about that and Connie's like sorry I don't feel like celebrating around all these bodies yeah there's also I gotta point out real quick the really cool shot of when they see the Titans running up behind the caravan they shoot off the flare and then there's this fucking insane shot where the camera's like swooping upwards and it like goes past the smoke of the flare and like up to reveal like the caravan just like tearing ass forward and it's it looks like a shot out of like Mad Max like it's so cool <laughs> yeah the, literally the way that they're laid out it looks like a fucking like a a platter for the titan to just like <laughs> yeah fucking just like go to town on all of them yeah but they yeah i don't know why they don't go back cuz Everyone even says in the previous episode, like, get everyone back into the formation. And then they don't really do the formation on the way back. And it's semi-uneventful. But <laughs> I, it's better than what most shows would do, which is just, like, cut back to them at back in the walls, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, basically, these guys go back for the body. They drag these two titans along. One of them gets fucking eaten. Yes. <laughs> just right off the bat. Uh, they lose the body anyway. And they get back up. The Titans are gaining on the, the wagon full of bodies because it's weighed down. And Levi has to run up and make the decision of dump the bodies or we're not going to move fast enough to get away. Uh, and then just the like cinematics of this scene of just like watching the bodies roll off the cart and they're like doing them one at mm-hmm. a time. And it's so like slow, but it's like slow in a good yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And oh, we also get, I forgot to mention the a good hero moment from Mikasa who goes back to save the second guy yeah. when he's about to get eaten. So one of them does survive. And <laughs> yeah, they make it. They make it by dumping the bodies, which is like this moral question of like, how much of a duty do we have to like respect like the physical like dead bodies, you know? How much do the families deserve them when we get back home and shit like that? Which also, the families... Oh my god, the when families. they shut like, they rub in the Levi squad's death by showing all the families, yeah. Yeah. We see like all of their reactions to, oh, the scouts are coming home early. And it's like we get like the 
I don't know, it must be like a maid or something or, or like some sort of like doctor lady who's helping the dad of one of them who like seems to be sick in some way, but she's like, oh, he's coming home. And like we have the whole like Owo's family or whatever his name is. Oh, it's just like, oh, he's, let's make family? extra dinner. There's always a place at our table for him, you know? Yeah. Just like these really good, like tender and quiet human moments where they just don't know what has happened whatsoever. Yeah. Um, after the whole sequence with the Titans, it's really, in- when we see like the guy sitting there looking in despair, like because of his yeah. decisions, his other friend got yeah. killed. None of the bodies are coming back. And like Levi's, this wa- is so good. Levi's walking up to him. And I think the expectation is that Levi's going to chew, He's gonna beat chew the him shit out. out of him. But yeah, Levi, we don't get to see like a tender side of Levi much at all. And mm-hmm. so to for him to give the patch and be like, this is Ivan's. This is the proof that I know my comrades were alive. And he's like, we don't need the bodies. We just need to carry back the memory of them. And it's like, it yeah. just gives you that perspective of Levi's been in this for so long. He's probably seen so many of his comrades die. Like he knows how to live with this. And he's sharing this yeah. with a younger uh, scout. And it's just that shit that he spoke to Aaron about and that we like haven't, like we've barely seen the other side of that. I don't know what the right decision is like he can't blame these guys for making that judgment call because it's like what is the right choice yeah yep they get back into the walls um we get just a complete so we get a little flashback to like the first episodes where Aaron and Mikasa see the survey corpse come in and everyone's kind of like ragging on them yep and now they come in they finally get to be in those shoes yeah and we it, this is just like the full circle this is why i think this feels so much like the finale to the this season because this is like the full fucking circle like we're at the end of this like cycle right and we see the exact same thing most of the people razzing on them talking about like taxes of all fucking things um Aaron's losing his mind and then he sees like the kids who are like so excited and thinking that they're the coolest people on earth um, and Aaron just fucking like breaks down and loses it. We also see Petra's father come up to Levi and he's just like going on this whole rant about like how excited Petra was to join Levi's squad and like how much she liked him and like, oh, she's too young to get married. She still has so much to live for, so much to do. Like, yeah, that killed me. That's rough. Was that in the manga? That, 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 yeah. Everything with, everything with like their families and then uh, Petra's dad coming up. It like it literally cuts from the female Titan crying to just like them in town. And it shows like the... Oh, wait, was this not in the manga? Maybe it wasn't. Never mind. This wasn't in the manga. It just cuts to them in town and them being yelled at. And then that's it. Oh, okay. And then like basically the last notes we end on is we find out that like, public favor for the scouts is now at an all-time low. And then they just tack on at the end that uh, the scouts lost Aaron. I know they, they narrate that like, by the way, Aaron's getting fucking deaded. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but that's this episode and fucking hell. I love it so much. Like just what we were talking and knowing that it's all original too and not an adaptation of the manga just makes it so much better in my mind because it fits so fucking perfectly. Like it's so good just being able to like have this very quiet, like almost very gentle, very human episode of the show after all that insanity. Oh, so I'll rate it, I guess. I'm going to give this one a Sheena. I'm going to give this one a five out of fucking five. I didn't think I would going into it, but looking back, I just think like it was kind of ballsy for them to do an episode like this and it paid off so well. I'd give it a, uh, yeah, I'd give it a Walrose, I think, uh, four out of five Hell just yeah. because it, it, I do really enjoy it. 
Um, it's a beautiful episode. And then it's just, we get to see, I, I say a lot about how it like really touches on human psychology and how humans really would behave in real life, which is something I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of animes miss where they're written by some lonely man who doesn't know how humans actually behave and doesn't understand social norms. But like yeah. Attack on Titan, it's like you see, you get to see real people acting like real people. It's like, yeah, I just love that so much of just like clinging on to their de- friend's dead body, even though it really doesn't mean anything in the mm-hmm. end. And then the consequences of their action um, and then just the action in the beginning, it's a really incredible episode. So I'd give it a four. And I also think just to tack on to that point that it really puts a face to like the hundreds of Survey Corps members that we don't get to spend any time with. Like we get time with these side characters we never met and we'll never see again. That makes like the deaths and the sacrifices and like the, the fight of all the rest of the ones that we don't see mean so much more. I will also give it a wall rose. I just think like it has been articulated before. I just think this is such like a beautiful like fall to the action that we've been experiencing over the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think like knowing now that it wasn't in the manga, I truly do think it added something to the show. I'm glad they added it because I think this look into Levi, Mikasa, Aaron, like all of them have this like moment of like levity in this episode, which I think is just very important into maintaining like an interest and I don't know, a like, connection with the characters. So I really appreciated it. Um, I want to... I want to say that I would also give this episode a rose just because I thought I thought it was um, like animation wise. It was a really beautiful looking episode, especially with all the nature. Yeah. And everything in it. And it was it was a really good like character building episode. The camera work in this episode. Right, Brian? Just the way the places they choose to put the camera is even like this show is usually good about that stuff, too. But this episode, there's just something about the things that they focus on and the way that they yeah. frame things that is just like, it has that Ghibli kind of magical quality to it. It does, which I, which I really, really appreciated because I, I love studio Ghibli like a lot. All right. So let's go into fucking spoilers. Brian, you can get the hell out of here. Thanks for coming right, wait, in. We this have to get the hell out of yeah. here with my, with my fucking Aaron dying rant. Do you want to ask him what happens next? Oh, fuck. Oh, tilfs. Any tilfs? We got tilfs here. Anyone got a tilf? Just again, right? I can say it now. Um, Sorry, hi. just the female titan. Chris, cut that out. Um, Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Early on, I just want to say that in episode 20, uh, I have a note that says bull cut titan. I don't remember which titan oh, this was, but I yeah. saw a titan with a bull That's haircut. the tree the one. Titan <laughs> Ringo st- yeah. yeah, that's Ringo the one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm going to give him Ringo Star glasses now when I make that Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a tilf. Really? You like the bowl yeah. cut? Yeah. All right, and where the fuck do you think this is going, Brian? Because like I said, this is this feels like the finale to me, but it's kind of got like that alien thing of giving us like a fourth act. Um after like the real action dies down. So what do you think the last three episodes of this season are even going to fucking deal with? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's just, they're just, they're all just going to Aaron goes to the out. store and buys some bread, forgets the eggs. <laughs> Aaron goes to therapy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I don't know why I have, I have a strong feeling that like so, some Titans are going to like bust down some walls. 
of some kind at like the very end of the season as like a cliffhanger. I feel like we're going to see the colossal Titan at some point again. Like we're going to get one last gut punch. Yeah, that, that's a good point. We haven't seen the, the colossal Titan has been like such like a staple mm-hmm. of the show, but we have not seen him in a long yeah. time. So I think I think before the this season ends, we're going to see him at some point. All right. Well, with that, get the fuck out of here, Brian. All right, fine. I love you, buddy. Aaron fucking died, dude. Bye, Brian. <laughs> hey, watch episodes 23, 24, 25 next week. Because uh, Sullivan forgot to say it. Ah. Does the female Titan have jiggle physics? Oh, shit. I don't I don't think so. I, I didn't notice any. I think, I think their okay. tits are pretty solid. Yeah, they solid. got like muscular boobies. Okay. They got muscle boobs. Anyways, we sh- this, this, this is now the spoiler section of the episode. If you have not seen well, the full show oh, up shit. till the end of season yeah. three... You should not be listening at this point. Um, um, except you could probably be good with like season two. But. Also, also, <laughs> also, uh, episodes 23, 24, and 25 next week. The last three. Watch them. Come back next week. Oh, yeah. Chris, put that before what I yeah, said. Yeah, Chris, edit. Chris, <laughs> put, in a, put in a, do a song for us. Sing a song for us. Chris, do, do a whole Yoda ASMR edit. right now. Put the, put the. But then it's always sun- it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Wait, that's copyright. Put a um, put a really bad fake jo- version of the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" theme in. <laughs> um, so jo- Joanna's not going to be on another episode till at least the halfway through season yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. So- yep. <laughs> Sorry well, we've, we screwed we, the we've, we've been pooch. we've been so good up yeah. to this point. Sullivan and I so saying attack or not even do we even say you said hair titan. I just referred to yeah. it as that one titan. Casey, Chris, we've been so yeah. good. Okay, then, I'm we, so sorry. We gotta mention because we cut it <laughs> out of the. The thing is, we cut it out of the earlier stuff. Joanna revealed that Annie is the yeah. female Titan. She just said yeah. it out loud. Which I luckily, so sorry. L- luckily, that's the next episode. Right, that's it's literally coming. next episode. Yeah. So yeah, that's okay. The, that's, that's not the worst that's spoiler. That's the thing. As soon as I saw the female Titan. Uh, in the actual yeah. episode and I watched it the first time I went oh that's Annie and so ever since then I've just been like that mm-hmm. the Annie Titan Annie 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 so that, it's I knew going into it I'm like try to be aware of truly, that truly that's the sorry. one looking back where I was like how the fuck did I not see that you know like the eyes the nose the hair it's <laughs> like it's like so obvious it's so obvious <laughs> I, yeah. I think I, I think I've mentioned it before, but because I watched these episodes so disjointedly, yeah. I forgot Annie existed until they show us her in Stoic yeah. District. Um, and so when 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 the female Titan came down and like Armin and like revealed his hood and smiled, I don't know why this detail stuck with my mind. I'm like, I remember Armin saying his parents are going to go outside the wall. What if that's his mom? It looks oh, like shit. Armin. <laughs> I don't know why that stuck with my mind, but completely, co- completely, no, exactly. Like I think. I think that would have been actually yeah. really interesting, but like I completely forgot Annie was even a character. <laughs> As did I did with most characters, honestly. I didn't have a ton for these episodes. So my main one is just uh Bertolt is always looking shady. <laughs> like he's always sweating and looking scared. Yeah, I noticed that too. Reiner and Bertolt always look so tense, mm-hmm. sweating. And going back to what you said in our last episode. We didn't remember how with Jean Armin we got those inner monologues, but we didn't get one yeah. with Reiner. 
this episode we get a Reiner inner monologue did, and I think yeah. it's very telling because he's saying like everyone's going like what's going on where what are we doing here and Reiner's like it didn't seem like they brought cannons into the yeah, forest yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's like being like this seems something's wrong something's going shady. wrong like, in his head they're so shady but look, you don't realize it while watching it. For sure. That's the thing. It's only when you look back. No, because just like two episodes ago, we had him being a fucking badass and saving Armin. So it's like, at this point, I don't care what the fuck he says. You know, I'm like, he's cool. <laughs> I'm with him. But yeah, same with Barrett Holt. He looks very tense. And when Ymir asks him like, yo, Barrett Holt, do me a favor. <laughs> yeah. You see where Krista is? And then he's just like, he seems so distracted. He's like, uh, no, sorry, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know where. Yeah. Also, very unlike Ymir to not have a pinpoint. Like a yeah, GPS. <laughs> of where Krista is. <laughs> Historia. I, I didn't really have much for these episodes. That's like all I, all I wanted to talk about was those shady fucks. Uh, there is another one when Aaron is fucking losing it. And his his tight eyes are going wild. Um. Yeah, he looks like. Do you guys remember in uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer when um, Rudolph's dad yeah, finds bad. out that he has a shiny nose and he just like <laughs> loses his mind and does that exact same head thing? I don't know what you're talking. I'll about. I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Okay. Anyways, Aaron says a very telling line where he's like, he says, "I'll rip you apart and eat you," mm. which is like. Going oh, to what we know about pure titans, yeah. pure titans have that instinct of trying to find a shifter to eat the shifter because they want to get back to their humanity. Aaron's kind of like tapping into that like pure titan instinct. Yeah. Also, wait, if a if a if a a, good, a badass titan eats another badass titan, do they get that power? That happens, right? Yeah, because Aaron is the founding titan and the attack titan. We already know that. I was really nervous. I was like, wait. Is Annie trying to eat Aaron? Then how the fuck does Aaron get out of this? Like, I couldn't remember. But then I was like, oh, yeah, she's not trying to eat him. <laughs> no, no, no. Because remember, they need the... Marley yeah. needs the founding Titan's power. Yes. If Annie actually ate Aaron, then Marley would just feed Annie to whoever they want to have the founding Titan. Um, so she... I was wondering why... Yeah, so I guess why didn't she do that? Because she wants to live. Probably because she didn't... <laughs> If she if she eats if she if she eats Aaron, that's a death sentence for her because Marley's gonna feed her to whatever royal blood. Probably Zika. They'd probably feed her to Zika. Mm, Zika. Actually, I don't think they know Zika. I don't remember. I don't think Marley knows Zika has royal blood. If Levi didn't show up, if Annie could have like, I think she could have killed Mika Mikasa or Mikasa. I've said it both ways in this episode. But I was just thinking, like, would she hesitate where she didn't hesitate with Squad Levi or the other? hundred scout members you know yeah because, that's a good point because like, there did seem to like when she was scared that mikasa was like maybe gonna get her there seemed to be almost like a look of respect in her look of fear um which i think we also kind of saw before in the training stuff like maybe like this like she's like as capable as me like so yeah i do wonder like if she would have maybe just like knocked her off to the side and not just squished her mm-hmm. i also think I mean, I don't, this is not really a spoiler. I could have brought it up. I think it's really sad that, like, Aaron debating about this transformation and being, like, this whole time he's trusting his squad. If he had actually transformed at any of those prior points, they would have won. Like, yeah, combine, right? combine, combine Aaron with squad Levi, or especially Levi himself, Andy would not have stood a chance. Yeah, which is just a great cap to that whole fucking Levi thing that he says. Like, I don't exactly. know what the right answer is. I don't know what the wrong answer is. Um, at the very end, we kind of know that the Annie as the female Titan is crying because 
all these, all they want to do, Reiner, Bertolt, and Annie, is they just want to get home. They just want to go yeah. back to Marley. They want to be done with their mission. And the fact that they retrieved Aaron from her means she's just here that much longer. Mm-hmm. And then she still gets, she still has that much longer to go before she can finally leave this place. Yeah. You guys better talk about in the next episode you do when you talk about the finale when Mikasa is standing on Annie's face. And she says, like, fall, Annie. And then she cuts his, her fingers off. I just, that part is so fucking cool. And it's stuck in my head ever since I watched it the first time. So you guys better do that part justice. Ben, make a note that neither of us are going to mention that part in the episode next okay. week. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll text Brian. Chris, add me to the <laughs> next episode. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll put that in. I'll put that sound. Or I'll have Chris put that sound bit in. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> no, but that's pretty much it for spoilers for me. All right, Joanna, do you have yeah. any last things you want to say before you leave? Uh, thank you for letting me on. Sorry for breaking your streak. I kind of thought I would going <laughs> yeah. into it. So that really felt bad. like that really felt like when you break a long Snapchat streak, you know, just like that. Yeah, I felt. I guess quite... in the in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much. And, and you're like, just keep talking, and I was like hit by a train. I'm that's like, okay. We 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 still have plenty. We have plenty of reveals. Yeah, and that's not that's that's not even the biggest reveal, you know. Like I wouldn't even put that in like the top five of most exciting reveals on this show. No, because I think I think once he sees Annie, it's going to be much more overshadowed by the fact that there's a Titan in the wall. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like immediately oh, after, yeah. um, I thought that. Yeah. Also, when he just goes at when he see when he like because you see now that we know. That you see, she he sees Annie like square up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it. have that little moment, and he, and he goes, "Yeah, that's what I was trying to talk about in the in the episode mm. before Brian left." How he goes like, "Ah, eh. yeah." And then oh, is that what he, I didn't even head. catch that? I did that catch that, so but I forgot yeah, about like, it. He said. He says A, and then he gets kicked in the head. And I was like, oh, that's 100% yeah, yeah. No, Annie. It, when he I was pieced it together. It cuts, to, it cuts to like a close-up of yeah. her fists like this for a split second. Then it goes back into Aaron's face inside the Titan. And he's like, huh? And then she punches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've yeah, got to yeah, bring yeah. up in the episode. But you guys were remembering it. And I'm like, I, uh, I'll let it drop. <laughs> I can't. I remember it now. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Tea Time with Titans. If you like this show, you can listen to our other shows, such as Ravnik Avengers, which Joanna is on. We'll probably be coming back soon, but we got eight episodes of season two out right now that you can go listen to to your heart's delight. Also, check out our film podcast, Frankly, I Love Movies, with Josh Wall. Right now, we're doing holiday movies, and we're doing three Thanksgiving movies this episode. It's fun. We got, like, Central Woman, The Ice Storm, and then Plane Trains and Automobiles. Come back next week for episodes 23, 24, 25, the last episodes in season one. And until next time, so long, motherfuckers. Hell yeah. Nailed it.